0: Hey, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys are having a great week. Yesterday, I posted something on my Instagram, which was actually a repost from the awesome folks who are creating the amazing Instagram uh, feed called Girls Building Empires. And here's what it said. Just trying to heal my emotional trauma, grow a business that's changing the world, be the best person I can be for the people I love, forgive the people who hurt me, eat right, exercise, meditate, keep growing and working hard to be the first in my family to break generational trauma patterns. And it was one of the most liked posts that I've ever done. And underneath it, my caption was, like, if you feel me on this, then go, Pour yourself a glass of red wine, look yourself in the mirror, and toast to you for being such a brave survivor and daring to live fully, regardless of how much you don't know or how much it scares you. It is all about breaking through the upper limits we've set for ourselves. The possibilities are endless, and we can create the lives that nourish us. We have to keep reminding ourselves that we don't have to apologize for wanting more and feeding our souls, all the while seeing how far we've already come And that is evidence enough of what goodness is within reach. And within like a few hours, there were hundreds of comments and thousands of people saying like, this is so me, I totally connect to this. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because that is what I want to always be for you is a place where you feel seen that somebody gets it. And I think it's rare sometimes that we speak the truth, but- this really is my truth. Like Every single day, while it maybe looks from the outside like it's all glitter and shiny, I am every day trying to heal emotional trauma and trying to grow a business that's changing the world and continuing to really become my potential and be the best, best version of myself and the most aligned version of myself and to show up and to eat better and to keep being more and more of who I was created to be. And it's not always easy. It is not for the faint of heart. Um, there are definitely challenges and there's definitely, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that comes along with it. And if you are with me on any of that, then I just want you to know that you are not alone. And this is part of what everyone's going through. In fact, I don't know anyone who's not. I also want to let you know that I'm doing something new. And if you're subscribed to my email list, then you'll get an email from me letting you know that I'm now taking applications because I'm putting together this intensive coaching mastermind. It's going to be um, a month where I will be doing some work with you and we'll be taking applications for that. If you are curious about applying to be uh, working with me more intimately, then there'll be a link to that application in the show notes. And I would love to, um, I'd love to connect. I feel like I have the urge. I have the desire to continue to help more and to work with you. And I'm craving that. And so I just trust whatever feels like it's coming up. And I do know that the year is coming to an end very soon. And I know so many of us really set out 2019 with things that we wanted to break through and build and we have time left. And I would love to work together in helping you. To move that further. So there is an application if you want to work with me. It's going to be over the month of October and it's really going to be like an intensive. So if you have the time to commit and you want to get some more out of this year, um, then definitely you can find the link in the show notes. Also, those of you who pre order the book before September 15th, which is coming up in a few days, I am doing a free immersion workshop uh, starting on the 16th, which I will be showing up every single day in a private Facebook group and doing some coaching based on the principles and strategies and takeaways from my new book. So if you pre-order a book before then, we will send you um, the details and you can do that if you go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. And I just want to say another really sincere thank you for going ahead and buying the book. It really is huge. I mentioned it, um, on last week's show, but there's a whole algorithm to the way that it works. And it's absolutely fascinating. But basically it's just like all these other mediums, whether you're trying to put music out in the world or a podcast, there's such a difference between your podcast being on the uh, iTunes list then it not. There's such a difference between your song being on the Billboard 100 and not. There's such a difference between having a New York Times bestselling book and not. What happens is when the book is a bestseller, stores will carry it and actually put it out on the tables and people will get the chance to even hear about it. When it's not, it gets sort of buried. And so um, we have this opportunity to put it out in the world. And if you feel like this podcast or the work I've been doing is worth 15 to 20 bucks, then it would mean the world to me to have your help and support in getting me on that same shelf with Rachel Hollis and Michelle Obama if if you feel inclined to support the work we're doing and help more people find the show and the messages that are in the show it would mean the world to me. And to say an extra thank you, you will then be invited to join me for this workshop next week. So you can find a link to that in the show notes, or you can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com book, and you can buy the book from any bookseller, and then you can sign up so that you make sure you get your bonus. Okay, on today's show, uh, we have the incredible guest Ramit Saiti. He's an entrepreneur, a personal finance advisor, and the best-selling author of I Will Teach You to Be Rich. His website gets over a million readers a month, which is actually not so surprising considering he shares a wealth of resources, techniques, and processes to master your inner psychology and really build that rich life that you truly deserve. He's also the founder of Growth Lab, which offers products and tools to help entrepreneurs find ideas and build and and grow a successful online business. He has been featured on the Wall Street Journal, ABC News, NPR, Fox Business, PBS, CNBC, on and on and on. And I know that money can be an uncomfortable topic, but the underlying issue is really, it really speaks to our self-worth. And Ramit is here to help us change that. In fact, it's just a little teaser, but he actually made me go through some exercises that shined a light on my own limiting beliefs. So I think you guys are going to find this interesting. I felt scared and awkward and embarrassed when he started to put me um, in the hot seat. And so I'm sharing this with you. I could have easily cut out the section, but I'm going to share with you the conversation that he had where it was directed at me. And I grew so much from this. So without further ado, please welcome the very smart Ramit Sethi. Rami, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: So I just want to first start off by you sharing a little bit about how you even came to be this person writing a book and creating courses and having a blog. Tell us a little bit about your own background and how it relates to money and how it relates to the things that you you're doing now.
1: Well, I grew up pretty middle class. My mom stayed home with four kids and my dad worked. And my parents are from India, so they're immigrants. And they taught me a lot about two different cultures. Part of it was being pretty self-sufficient and putting time into the things that mattered. And the other part was really not overspending on a lot of things. So I grew up in a pretty frugal family, but somehow magically, if we had to have something for school, my parents would somehow come up with the money. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up with these two different perspectives, the Indian and American perspectives. And by the time I was going to go to college. I applied to a bunch of scholarships. I took some of my scholarship money and put it in the stock market because I thought I was a genius mm-hmm. and lost half of it. Mm-hmm. And over time, I came to study both money and human psychology. And I think every one of us has heard somebody come on to some podcast or write some book saying, don't spend money on lattes. And I just <laughs> hate that advice. I hate As it. As I
0: sit here drinking a latte right now. Good. Yeah, Good. I want you to do that
1: <laughs> because- The truth is that saving $3 a day really doesn't even add up to that much. and All this advice about cutting back on these tiny things that give us joy doesn't even work. Look at how people are in debt. Look at how they fail personal finance literacy test after test. What really matters and the philosophy I developed with my site, I Will Teach You To Be Rich, and my book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich, is to focus on the big wins. If you get these five or 10 big wins in life right – you never have to worry about the cost of a coffee or the mm-hmm. should I buy an appetizer. You can do all of it, but you need to get the big wins right. And that is a totally different perspective of looking at the world. Instead of feeling guilty and anxious about saving $5 here and $8 there, get the big things right. Things like investing. Understand that. Don't be afraid. Don't think it feels like gambling. Really learn about it and then you will have enough money to create your rich life. So that's my background.
0: Beautiful. So, I know there's a lot of people listening who are probably like, "Uh, you know, like I don't know if I'm ready to even take on investing. I barely have enough money to just get through the month." Yeah. What are some ideas that you feel from this book, from your work that people can start to think about now that they might be able to apply?
1: Well, I love I think what you just said is exactly right and I want to change that. So when you ask the average person, what are the words that come to mind when you think about money? What do you think people are going to say if we ask them that question?
0: Mm, probably stress. Yep. Challenging or money is tight. You know, money yep. doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't yeah. grow on
1: t- That's a really good one. We don't talk about money in this family, Ramit. It's almost all negative.
0: Yeah, How come every
1: way. one of those words was depressing and negative?
0: Yeah. How about
1: let's flip that? How about we say, when I think of money, I think of growth. When I think of money, I think of travel. Or you know what? When I think of money, I think of buying a beautiful leather jacket. There's nothing shallow or shameful about spending money on clothes or eating out or exercise class, whatever it may be for you. And what I want to do is kind of flip the way people look at money. So let me ask you a question. What is something you absolutely love spending money on, Kathy?
0: Me and nice hotels. Really? Oh,
1: okay. Oh my God. I wish you could see the smile on my face. I like (laughs) nice hotels too. Okay. Tell me why. Why do you like spending it on hotels?
0: Uh, There's no comparison. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess it started a few years ago. I got the Amex Platinum card and they offer you like their fine hotels and resorts you can you can get an upgrade. And all the hotels on there are five star. So I just started staying at these gorgeous hotels and then I started staying in these suites at gorgeous hotels and I just cannot go back because there's no comparison. It is oh my like God. you're speaking my night language. and day.
1: Okay, so I, I want everyone listening to just notice a couple of things. First of all, I can't see you right now, Kathy, but I can tell you're smiling when you're talking about that. Okay? Mm-hmm. You love it. And I, as someone who also loves nice hotels, I absolutely love it too. The second thing I want to point out is that it would be easy for any of us to say, oh my God, that's so shallow, Kathy, ho, oh, you know. Right. But guess what? Every single one of us has something in our lives that we love to spend money on. Love. The most common ones, I've asked this question of literally thousands of people. The most common answers are, Eating out, travel, health and wellness, and then it's a steep decline. Now, number one, I think it's important to acknowledge what we love because most people have never actually talked about what they love spending money on for more than one minute Yeah, because the whole world tells us we're bad and we're evil and we should be embarrassed, but I'm going to flip it even further now. Okay, Kathy, if you could quadruple your spending on that thing you love, on hotels. I'm not talking about spending an extra 500 bucks. I'm saying 2X, 5X, 10X. What are you eating when you wake up in your suite? Are you going to go down to Trader Joe's and go get some apples and then no, cut them up in your hotel? No, no I don't do, do that
0: eat? anyway. I'm already fitting this, this vision because I spend a lot now. Okay, all so right. So I don't know how much more I can go. I don't know what's, what's out there, but well, I'm what already- you just said,
1: I What you just said is the most interesting thing. Most people have a lack of imagination when it comes to spending more.
0: Oh, my God. No, and I've only done that once, and that was for my 40th birthday.
1: Okay, fine. Do you think it's possible if you really turn this money dial, I call it a money dial because you can turn the dial up or down, for you, you might go to the world's best hotel. Who are you going to bring with you? Are you going to go alone? No, who Mm -hmm. are you going to bring with you?
0: Oh, my God. Well, if there if the sky's the limit, then I would probably do a combo of like I do one night by myself, Mm because I have three kids and I could just wake up and like, ah, the indulgence of being on my own with the quiet. Then I'd have my family come for a couple nights, and then they would leave and I'd have like, my eight best girlfriends fly in and chill with me on like this gourd, like looking out over the ocean now we're um talking. just in a hot tub drinking Kathy, something amazing.
1: 10 seconds ago you told me there's no way you can go up anywhere from here. Oh, I've maxed out. And then 10 seconds later I'm listening to your like your dream. I bring my kids, I stay alone, I bring my friends. That is a rich life. And this is my point to everyone. Most of us have spent our entire lives thinking about how we can cut back on everything. That we never actually thought about what it would look like to spend on the things we love. And none of us have thought about what it would be like to spend more. This is our lack of imagination because the world has told us, cut back, cut back, cut back, even the things you love. What if you could spend extravagantly on the things you love, like you just did for us, Kathy, amazing example, but you also cut costs mercilessly on the things you don't. That's a totally different way to look at how to use your money.
0: You know, what's amazing is You're so good at what you do. I had so much anxiety when you were asking me these questions. And this is such a good insight. And thank you for such a growth spurt today. Because I talk all the time about how people should not have shame around having. And yet, when you were talking to me, I was like, Oh, my God, I feel so much shame around the fact that we're discussing this. And you know, I only did it once just for my 40th birthday. I spent a lot of money on a suite, you know, and I was like embarrassed to say that. And you're so right. And it's ridiculous. It's so, so awful because we have been taught to be embarrassed and to feel shame around it. And if you're a good person, you you should spend less. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah, the beliefs are absolutely fascinating. And I have to say, I have been and I'm still in exactly the same boat where I teach my readers. I've got a million plus readers a month on my newsletter and Instagram and Twitter and all that. And I found myself even limiting myself by my own beliefs. I'll tell you what happened. Last year, my wife and I got married. And before we got married, we were out to dinner with two couples that we know. And you know, everyone asks you, where are you going on your honeymoon? And I had planned with my wife to go on a safari maybe eight or nine days. We'd Mm -hmm. never been and we were super pumped. And the couple next to us who we know, they're a bit older than us. They said, oh, that sounds amazing. You know, when we went on our honeymoon a long time ago, we took six months off. And my now wife and I looked at each other like, what, like, who are these people? We thought we knew them. And then the next couple said, yeah, we took a year off and we traveled the world. So we walked out of there looking at each other, our minds Mm -hmm. completely blown, like, who does that? And it would have been easy for us to say, that's ridiculous. And I guarantee that there's some people listening right now who said, oh my God, $800 a night. Oh my God, that's so ridiculous. It would have been easy for us to do that. But instead we said, we went to this magical place of what if, what if we did that? Could we do it? How? And finally we decided one, we wanted to travel longer than we had originally planned. And I i was almost angry with myself because I was like, I teach this and yet I was artificially constraining my own thinking too. So it drove me crazy. But two, we decided we wanted to invite our parents and we wanted to use our time and money to create these magical memories.
0: How beautiful, how so we did that.
1: Now I will say, we didn't bring them for the whole, the whole honeymoon. We, had oh, a, we, we ended crazy. up taking <laughs> yeah, we ended up taking a 6 week honeymoon so we were very fortunate. We brought them and I'll tell you I remember bringing both the parents and I said just come to the airport, that's all you have to do, just show up. Everything else don't worry about it. And they came and I remember, you know, going to the farmers market with a chef in Rome. We picked vegetables and then we cooked them. Like all these things that you can so never So, yeah,
2: expensive. it's
1: amazing. That is what a rich life can get you. And so in order to get that, whether it's taking your parents Whether it's staying at a beautiful hotel or buying clothes or donating to someone less fortunate, whatever it may be, in order to get there, you got to have your finances set up right, okay? And notice that it's about saying yes to the things you love, not just cutting back on the things you don't. You also may want to be thinking about how do I increase my income, which I talk a lot about, starting a business, being paid what you're worth. And that is how you start to create a rich life.
0: Oh my God, you are incredible. Everything you're saying is like, I can feel it. It's all about set a new standard, like raise the limiting belief. Always, always, always. And I wanna talk about, charging what you're worth. And I want to talk about that too, because that came up for me earlier. But I also want to say before I get into that, that the very first time I stayed at one of these five-star hotels a few years ago, I was finally starting to do really well. And we stayed at this beautiful hotel in Bel Air and we spent, I don't know, maybe it was like $600 a night on the room. I remember going into the shower Uh. and I just started to cry. And I was crying in the shower because it was so beautiful and the towels and the lotion and smelled so good. And I was like, Oh my God, like there was a part of me that was like, you're here. And for so long, there was a part of you that felt like you didn't deserve this or who are you to have this? And now you're here, like you're, wow. you're okay. Like you're allowing this into your life. And then from there, now I look back and I'm like, that was a beautiful room. But now if I go to a hotel, like I'll stay at a suite, like I won't even stay, like I can't even, you know, now I have a new standard. Um, And this, this has to do with those sort of like spiritual limitations and the possibilities. And we reach for the highest rung that we even think is possible. Yeah,
1: that's so true. And I think that's that's one of the benefits of you hosting this podcast and bringing people on who can hopefully connect with people and get them to think bigger. Bigger doesn't always have to mean, you know, I'm buying a huge house in the suburbs. I think we also create these caricatures like, ooh, if I made a million dollars, then I'm going to be one of those people who buys a fur coat and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Who the hell buys a fur coat anyway? Yeah. And Not me. <laughs> it, yeah, not me either. And it doesn't mean that you have to eat a certain way. It yep. doesn't mean that you have to look a certain way. That's right. No, you choose your rich life. I, I find it so fascinating that when I ask people, what's your rich life? That's one of my questions. And almost always, they say something like this. Well, you know, I want to do what I want, when I want and i go oh okay that's cool so what do you want to do and then they go blank cuz they've never actually thought about it and if they do they say something like this they go well i'd really like to get you know a bigger house no it's not like i need to have like 5000 square feet i just i just i just want a little bit of a bigger house they start by defining what they don't want and i find that so interesting because it's almost like we're apologizing for something we want
0: constantly Why?
1: Why? Why not say, I want the best in the world? I can't get it yet. My financial means are not there yet, yeah. but I'm putting the work in and I know that eventually I will get it.
0: It's incredible what you're saying. And the f- interesting thing is that, you know, on my way, sort of, it was the people sort of in the beginning who I found that could be a little bit more interesting with their choices or a little more insecure. And when you when you get to be around people who are truly, truly successful, like the Howard Schultzes of the world. And he's so generous and Mm -hmm. so humble. It's like he's so past the point of needing anyone to think like he's got money. He's just all about service. Like that's it. Same thing with all the other multimillionaires that I've met.
1: That's why I, I want people to think bigger and I want them to start to get out of their own heads when people say things like I don't know how I could charge that or I don't have an idea or I don't know why anyone will listen to me. Do you notice what I started all those sentences with? I. They're so focused on themselves. Oh, I, I, I. Why don't you fall in love with your customer? Why don't you focus on serving them instead of staying in your own head and saying, I don't know if I can charge more than $20 an hour. Oh my God, it's so hard. Yeah. That's because you're looking at yourself and putting yourself first. When I have my students who read my stuff, who join my premium programs. Like I fall in love with them and I spend as much time as possible because I'm focusing on them, not myself. So I think you'll find that is typical of many people who have grown a business or have started to serve the world is you ask them like, you know, what do you worry about or what you know what held you back? And you'll notice that in the early days it was all about their own self-beliefs. I can't yeah. do this. And later They don't even talk about that anymore. They're like, look, I focus on the people I'm helping. That's what I'm here for every day.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you know how to price something. If you're offering uh, a workshop, if you are selling pastries, if you are a visual artist and you yourself have a lot of self-doubt, how do you have the courage? How do you know what to price your offer at?
1: Let me start by telling you what happened to me. And then I'll tell you what you can do in whatever industry you're in. Okay. So I started off helping people for free a lot. When I was in college, I would start teaching people about money. like nobody came. No one wants to go to an event about money. They just feel bad about themselves. Wow. And I knew that my message about money was good, but nobody wants to go to an event. So I decided to switch. I started a blog. Free, free, free for many years because that's what I loved. I'm not saying everyone has to work for free. This is just my journey. Mm-hmm. When I started to charge as a consultant and later creating products, it was two phases. The first phase was just look at what the competition is charging and try to charge near the top of that range.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Now, in order to get there, sometimes one of the things we advise people in our programs is for your first three clients, just charge anything. It doesn't even matter because you know your first client might be your mom, your second one is your cousin, but the third one is not a fluke. And you're not really focusing on how much money you're getting. You're just seeing that someone will pull out their credit card and pay you. And there's something magical about somebody you don't know paying you. Mm -hmm. Now I want to fast forward until, uh, like as you grow your business, you'll see a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners get stuck in charging a low price. And so much as you've talked about so many times, so much of this is about self doubt. But I also think That most of these people have actually never paid top dollar for anything themselves. So if you are not paying for premium services, then why would you ever expect someone to pay you premium prices?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: If you have never paid for, let's say, a really nice, even a once every two years restaurant, then how can you expect to charge nice prices, high prices for your product? So I think that part of it is psychology. It's valuing yourself part of it is actually getting in the game and learning what it's like to pay knowing that you're not just paying for results you're paying for peace of mind security speed results etc and that changes the the way that you think about your
0: price yeah that makes a lot of sense how do we fix the relationship we have with money so that we can say let's do it i'm going to charge a premium price like is it just like take the bandaid off real fast and go ahead and do it
1: Okay, so the, the first thing is that just doing what you're doing is not going to change anything. If you're listening and you know you've been charging the same 10, 15, 20, 50 dollars an hour just like kind of hoping that someone will pay more, no one's going to trip fall and pay you 500 dollars an hour. It's never going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: I would recommend is first set time on your calendar every week. And I would recommend you do it two times a week so it's not just once, it's a consistent thing. Set an hour and a half at least. This shows Yourself that you are serious about this. And it shows that this is going to become a core part of where you are going in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. During that time, find a different place to go to. Go to a different coffee shop or a library or wherever you want to go. You can read I Will Teach You to Be Rich. You'll get a bunch of questions in there. You can also listen to, you know, Kathy, some of your most inspiring podcasts. And you can write down questions to a few of these things What do I currently charge? and what should I charge? This makes people nervous because they think there's some perfect right answer. Guys, there's no right answer. I just want you to write down a number. I want you to start dreaming a little bigger. Mm -hmm. Second, you're going to go through the process, the six week program, you're going to get your money in order. So you don't have these anxious thoughts about, oh my God, I'm in debt. Am I ever going to pay it off? Or I don't know when I'll have enough in savings to invest in a web designer, et cetera. You're going to get clarity on those. And then once you have clarity on number one, your dreams, number two, your finances, then you can start going after higher value customers. And we can talk about how to do that, how to sell at higher prices, but that is the basic structure. And you can accomplish this in six to eight weeks. It's not that long.
0: That's incredible. And that that is the next question because once you, let's say, do that and you're like, all right. I am going to charge more. Then the fear comes up. But what if people don't want to pay it? And what if the people in my circle think that I'm crazy and and, I'm arrogant for charging that?
1: Well, that's exactly what's going to happen. They don't want to pay you. The people you have on your email list or following you on social media probably don't want to pay you more. I could tell you that right now. And the people around you think you're crazy. But guess what? Those people don't make much money. Those people are not the entrepreneurs you want to be following. Well, let me ask you this, Kathy. If someone is listening right now and they came to you and told you what they charge, it's low. They're char- most people are charging oh, way God. too low. What would you say no, to No, I
0: see that all the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you know, there are people who want to pay more, right? Also, if they have more skin in the game, they're going to get more out of it. That's
1: exactly it. So this is the thing. Notice everyone listening. Kathy is outraged, but for the opposite reason as most people. Most people, oh my God, you want to double your prices? That's so crazy. Who do you think you are? Kathy's like, you're not even close to charging enough. I'm offended at how low your price is. What is the difference? The difference is successful people know what it's like to charge higher prices, and they also know what it's like to pay higher prices. I'll give you an example from my own life. I grew up a pretty skinny Indian dude. Finally, in my 20s, I decided I didn't want to be that anymore. And then when I moved to New York, I decided, you know what, I'm going to get a trainer. I had the money, but I was still nervous about walking into a gym and asking because it wasn't part of my culture. And I was raised to kind of be taught that trainers are just there to steal your money. You know, you could do the same thing on your own for free. How many of us have heard that? Mm -hmm. And so I walk in and I literally asked the guy at the front desk, I'm here to get a trainer. He just picked a random guy out and said, here you go. And I worked with that trainer for five years. He helped me transform my body. And then after five years, I switched to a different trainer. My point is, I've been spending lots of money on a trainer for almost 10 years. And it's some of the best money I've ever spent. Now, you could say, well, this guy, he must be pretty dumb. He could save a lot of money, By watching it on YouTube and coming up with his own workout splits. But guess what? I don't want to save money. I want results. And so there's a great quote from a guy named Dan Kennedy. He's written a lot of books. He just passed away, unfortunately. He said, why pay less when you can pay more? Mm -hmm. That is such a profound lesson. Because for the most important things in life, whether it's for fitness, whether it's for relationships, whether it's for amazing experiences. Why pay less when you can pay more? If you are a business owner, let's say you're a laundromat owner, you're not really just selling clean clothes. You're selling peace of mind. You're selling security that their clothes will be done correctly and delivered on time or before deadline. And that is how you price accordingly.
0: Incredible. Brilliant. Gosh, I love how you just put that. You don't want to pay less. You don't want to save money. You want the result. And this Uh matters. Uh Um, Let's talk about Growth Lab. Yep. So you've been helping aspiring entrepreneurs to build their online businesses and help them find their idea. What is this idea? What is this thing that they're going to be passionate about? Tell us a little bit about that and how people listening can really zero in on their passion project.
1: So there are so many things that I love about running a business. And When I started looking at the business world, I found that a lot of it was very, very tactical. You know, people saying, you need to set up this, Pinterest, do your YouTube videos for 14 Mm -hmm. minutes, Mm -hmm. like get real. I want to know real business strategies that actually work and stand the test of time as opposed to here's this like hacky thing that works today, but it's going to be gone tomorrow. Yep. And so, you know, my business has been around 15 years. We have 40,000 customers, happy customers. And um, over a million readers a month, and you know my book is on the New York Times bestseller list right now. So amazing!
0: Th- thank you, congratulations. That is not luck.
1: That, that, thank you. That means a lot. And every day, you know, knowing that my team and I showed up to work, we made the right decisions, and that now people can start their own businesses using what we teach. That's amazing. So we teach it at GrowthLab.com. We show you a bunch of strategies of how people grow their businesses. These are all of our students. And I'll, sh- I'll share a couple of examples that are really phenomenal. Um, we-, we have one student who is a caricature artist. You know when you go to a county fair and they're yeah. drawing your face? Sure. She made $8 an hour. And everybody thinks, well, caricature artists. You know, they're cheap. Artists don't get paid. I never believe that. I believe that art is super valuable. And we showed her how to turn her skill into a multi-six-figure business.
0: All right. Think teach me that. this. What did she do? This is amazing. So If you're going
1: to a county fair, then they're just gonna treat you like every other caricaturist. Oh, $8 an hour, that's our standard rate. If you ever accept the word standard, then you don't know what you're doing because there's nothing standard in this world. If you are the best, standards don't apply, okay? Mm. So what we taught her is number one, where are you fishing? Where are your fishing holes? This is a concept we teach in our zero to launch course. And if your fishing hole is at a county fair, guess what? They just don't have the budget to pay you more. So you better look elsewhere if you want to make more. We taught her how to work at corporate events. We taught her how to charge more. And when she started, we teach these scripts of exactly what to say. When they come back and say, we don't have the budget for that, then you just copy and paste what we tell you into an email or read it over the phone. We specialize in scripts. And then after she started getting so much business that her time became full, this will happen to business owners. So what do you do then? We taught her how to hire other people. So now she generates mm-hmm. revenue even when she's not working. That's right. amazing from $8 an hour to multiple six figures.
0: All right, so you're helping people understand we just talked about like how to level up, how to price um, how to think out of the box and change your fishing hole. I love that. And all, also, it seems like you help people find their idea, yeah, we do. right? Like, how, how do you do that? Tell us a little bit about well, finding that. an
1: idea. The typical thing that people do is they just wait, like as if an idea is going to fall from the sky. And that almost never happens. So there is a process to go through it. And many people think if they pick an idea, that they have to commit to it for the rest of their lives. And that's not true. Also, they have these vague things that they're good at. They're like, I'm good at communication. How do I turn that into profit? And so we show them how to bridge that gap. Here, Okay, you're good at communication. Well, that's nice. Let's figure out how to take it one step further. And then you can test that idea to see if it's profitable. So I would say that about 80%, maybe 85% of people who join our flagship course, Zero to Launch, they do not have an idea when they come in. And we spend a huge amount of time showing them how to find an idea. We give them the exact word for word scripts to test it. We give them this thing called a green light benchmark that tells you when you're ready to move on. When your idea is solid, people have paid you, you're ready to move on. So it's very structured. People love it because it tells them exactly what to do and how long it should take. Some people go through it really fast. Other people they go through it multiple times. They try their first idea. It doesn't work right. out. That's okay. They go on to the second, third, and fourth. I actually like that because it's better to spend your time up front testing it than to do what a lot of people do. They they find some random idea. They get fixated on it. They do a website, business cards, all this random stuff, and then they. there's only one problem. Nobody wants to pay them. So We want to avoid that and make sure you are getting paid early on Make sure you're validating your idea. That's what we teach.
0: Got it. And when you say validating the idea for people listening, what does that mean? Like going out to a few people and trying the class out with them, see if they want it. Yeah,
1: that's a simple way. You can even do less than that. You can actually ask people, like, you just want to start off by saying, you know, is this a challenge for you? So we teach you how to find the right fishing holes. And there will inevitably be a lot of people who are like, oh my God, if only there was something that existed like this, I would love it. I would totally pay. Then you go, hey. If I created this right now would you pay 25 bucks for it or 50 bucks or whatever the number is yep. that we show you. And you will discover that a lot of people are like, "Oh no no no, never mind, never mind. I was just talking." Whatever. Mm-hmm. But there will be some people that will be like, "Take my money right now. Yeah. Please. Here's my yeah. credit card." We show you how many people you need to get to say yes. That's when you've hit your green light benchmark and you have validated your idea.
0: So brilliant. I think that one of the biggest things that comes up is a feeling of imposter syndrome, like when you just said all those things and you kind of just like just whiz through it. I think people are on the other side going, oh my God, I would be so scared to quote unquote validate my product. I'd be so scared to put something out in the world. I think we feel like I'm not ready. How do you help people give them permission to start? The first thing
1: that I would ask people is when you say that, that maybe I'm not ready, who are you helping by doing that? And what I find is that they're more focused on their own fears than in actually helping people, the people that really do need their help. So sometimes I'll go a step further and I'll say, what would it look like if you checked all the boxes, you took the watercolor class, and you had someone that came to you and said, I love the way you paint. Can you help me? What would it look like? And they always say the same thing. Oh my God, I would love it. And I say, would you enjoy helping them? Of course, I would love to. You can skip over the first part about having imposter syndrome and you can start helping people today. You don't have to be the world's best. You just have to be a little bit better than the people you're trying to help. And for evidence of this, you can go back to my first YouTube video. I left it up. I think it's 2006 or something like that. My hair's all messed that up. Was brave. The camera angle yeah, is horrible. Love it. Like it's not good, but I left it up to show you that that's how it starts. Okay? I practiced a lot from then until now. Guess what? If I'd sat there and read a million books about creating better YouTube or Instagram videos, my videos still would have sucked. Yeah. The best way to get better is to start doing it. Now, yes, you need to be smart. Yes, you should invest in great training from people you trust. You should listen and be inspired. But ultimately, if you're letting imposter syndrome control you, then you are not helping the people who want your help and need this special thing that makes you you.
0: Oh, that is so incredibly well said. Wow. Um, last question for people listening right now, they have a day job and they're so inspired by you because you're incredible. And they're probably feeling so frustrated. Like I have a day job. I don't have mm. the luxury of being able to do this. How do they start to build a bridge to create the light at the end of the tunnel so that they can actually start to think about an exit strategy? How do we begin to create this new possibility for ourselves while we have a day job?
1: The first thing that you can do, start by carving out time for yourself. So I always like to say, do more of the good. Um, When people in the dieting industry, it's really common, people will say, don't eat this, don't eat this in the money industry, don't spend on this. And I'm like, forget that. Let's start with what we do love. Oh, you love chocolate cake? Great. You're going to have a piece of chocolate cake at least once a week. Let's start there and then we'll work backwards. Mm -hmm. So if you are working at a job, let's start by creating those twice a week, 90-minute blocks on your calendar. It doesn't matter if you have to wake up early, do it. If you have to find time between or during your commute, go ahead and start to go through these questions, the ones in the I Will Teach You Be Rich book, the ones here on this podcast, and the ones that you start to dream about. After that, you can decide hey, do I like this job? You know, a lot of people we work with, we have a course called Dream Job. They actually like their jobs. And they're like, I just want to get paid a little bit more. Or I want to have a little different set of responsibilities. We teach how to do that. Or if you want to switch jobs, we can show you that too. If you want to start a business, then we can teach you that as well. But it starts with you deciding, what do I want my next 12 months to look like? And in order to do that, you need to start at the very first step, which is to put some time in your calendar And give yourself room to breathe and to dream.
2: Mm,
0: Start with dreaming. I love it. So incredible. Thank you for all of this. Your work is helping so many people and I can see 100% why. Thank you for all of your time. Tell us where we can find you, where we can find your book.
1: Thank you. You can find my book. It's called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Uh, You can find it anywhere. Uh, Any bookstore, Amazon, any local bookstore library as well. Kindle as well. So you can find me at I will teach you to be I'm at Ramit on Instagram and check out my stories. I think, uh, Kathy, you'll like some of the hotels that I post on there. I think you uh. and I have a love for that. <laughs> yep. And, um, you can find me on Twitter as well. So sign up for my newsletter. You'll get all the stuff I talked about and a whole bunch more. I'd love to share it with you.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure.
0: All right. Well, how cool was that? Here are the takeaways. Number one, don't cut back on the lattes or the things that bring you joy. Focus on the big wins. Number two, turn up the money dial. What would your life look like if you spent four times more on the thing you love? Number three, don't apologize for what you want. You get to choose your rich life. Number four, set aside time to ask yourself, what do I currently charge? What should I charge? There's no right or wrong answer. Allow yourself to dream. Number five, why pay less when you can pay more? Number six, find the right fishing holes. Number seven, it's better to keep testing your idea instead of being fixated on the wrong one. Validate the idea to see if people will pay. Number eight, when you tell yourself, I'm not ready, you're not helping anyone. You don't have to be the world's best. You just have to be a little ahead of the people you're serving. All right, now let's talk about some of your wins. So Tanya posted in our Facebook group and she said, I've now been a solo entrepreneur for a little over a year. This journey has been so rewarding and encouraging knowing I'm not the only one who feels like I was made for something different and something more. I just had a solo exhibit at our local museum, so that was more than a win of the week. It was a win for the month and several months' work and years of experience in the making. I even included the journey on my website, which was one of those big leaps of courage to post so much. If there is someone in mind that you know would love it, please help me spread the word. I'm planning a mission trip to help with some Christmas clothes for orphans, so I won't have the normal holiday season business this year to help with finances." I do know, however, that God has something special planned for me, and I'm excited to see how he provides for the season. Congrats, Tanya. That is incredible. I am so proud of you, and I want to applaud you for taking that very scary step and sharing your story on your site. It can feel really vulnerable to talk about ourselves and then put it all out there for everyone to see, but your journey is really what's going to make you stand out and connect you with your tribe. So I think that our audience would love to help you spread the word. You guys, you can check her out on her website at flourishpottery.com. You can go give her some love. All right, here's the next one. Soraya posted on her Facebook group and she said, I published my daily coaching journal. I just received my copies today. It's so exciting to see it in real life. It's 365 different drawings that I created in a very short two weeks or so. I still have my nine hours a day job, so that was a feat in and of itself. It feels good to finally finish a project as I have been going 10 different directions. I'm so inspired by Kathy and all of you too. Well, that's awesome, Soraya. I'm so impressed that you carved out the time to make 365 drawings in just two weeks. Even with a busy day job, you really gave yourself no excuses. Everyone, you can go give her some love. You can buy her journal on Amazon. It's called the Daily Coloring Journal, 365 Coloring Journal Pages. I love sharing your wins. So if you have one that you want us to share, you can post it in the Don't Keep Your Deja Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. We have more amazing episodes coming up. So please make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and tell us what you think of the show. Leave us a rating and a review. I always love to go back and read those. If there was a piece of advice in this episode or in any episode that you really feel has helped you in some way, go ahead right now and take a second and tell a friend it would be so cool if we all did that right now, if we spread the word and shared with people what is possible and how we can make our lives more fulfilling and beautiful doing the things that we love. It means so much to me that you guys listen. I truly, truly, truly know that you have a million things you could have been doing with your time today. And instead you were here and it is an honor. Your time is the greatest asset and resource you have. So thank you for spending it here. And I'm gonna leave you with a song of mine. I'll talk to you on Monday. We are gonna start that immersion program next week on September 16th. So if you go ahead and pre order the book before then, not only will you be helping me a tremendous amount, but you will get to be part of this immersion workshop. And if you can't make it live, we will send you the replays. If you also have um, any interest in working with me in a more intensive coaching program, I am taking applications, and you can go ahead and find a link to that in the show notes. Um, and you can also find a link to that in my Instagram. Instagram. I am sending you guys all the beautiful vibes. I'm cheering for you and I will talk to
2: you on Monday. Who knows what tomorrow holds? So don't hold back your heart. We are